Good afternoon. I am your host, Brock Bevel, and welcome to the Chase DeVace podcast. I wanted to give you a special episode, a bonus episode, if you will, for all you men and women out there who are sliding, running, biking, swimming, whatever you're doing, heading into 2022, we wish you success on your endeavors. First of all, before we start, I would be remiss if I did not thank the first responders who were out there battling those front lines for us, who were the sheepdogs and the thin blue line. Thank you for all the support and effort that you give to us. On an upcoming episode, I'm going to speak with a few detectives who were actually um, protecting us, man. They are, they're actually on the southern border. They are working the front lines on this fentanyl pandemic, epidemic, whatever you want to call it. But they are doing work, man. They are shutting it down. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, the Phoenix Police, DEA, FBI, uh, Scottsdale PD, headed up with some cool investigations in our area um, against the cartel, just trying to trying to help our kids stay alive, man. I don't. I, I hope you're. I hope you're on it. I hope you're paying attention to this. So. Let me get to the point at hand. I wanted to give you a special episode on transitioning from 2021 into 2022. The the new year rapidly, rapidly approaching us. And some of us are welcoming it. Some of us are doing it kicking and screaming. Some of us are rolling into the COVID epidemic right now. But there are just changes on the horizon. I hope you were excited for it. I hope you have some optimism for it. And I hope that you are in good headspace going into 2022. Let me check check you out. Let me give you a couple of facts. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but nearly one in four Americans want to make a change in the new year. What are some of these changes, you ask? Well, a lot of people want to change their weight. They want to eat better, change their diet. They want to exercise more. They want to start saving money. They want to uh, do what I want to do, man. I want to run one race a month for 12 months. Coming from a fat kid, from a guy that hates to run, coming from an individual who's had multiple knee surgeries, ankle surgeries, it's a scary transition for me. Uh, currently involved in CrossFit Nation. Love it. Love what I'm doing there. But I just feel like I want to take it to the next level. And I hope it's the right thing for me. But in making and implementing these changes and resolutions, you know, people get this determination. They're, they have this positive, positive traction that is going into the new year. Unfortunately, if it's not based in the right, ah, what do you want to call it? If it's not based in the right frame of mind, we see the willpower diminish. Most of us who have been in the gym, who are gym rats, who love love that arena of life, we see these individuals come and we see them go. Now, we know right now people are determined. They're enthusiastic, super optimistic, super ready to make change, but no matter what, how well-intentioned, how excited you are, 
the New Year's comes and goes, and most of us succumb to another year of failure. In fact, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but Friday, the second Friday of January, this year it's going to be the 14th, is also known as National Quitters Day. What a crappy, what a crappy thing, man. National Quitters Day, January 14th, second Friday of January. And that's usually because people lose their steam. They, they lose that energy level. They lose that excitement. But what would happen if you could continue with that? What would happen in your life if you could have that resolute attitude that would carry you for year on and year out, even past January 14th? I think it would elevate you. It would help you realize that you're more than a quitter. But so often we feel like, man, I've started this so many times. We failed so many times. If, if you don't mind, let me, let me get a little policey with you. When, when I worked as a police officer, we would investigate crimes, right? We investigate areas. We investigate people, situations. And while we were doing that, before we can make arrest, we had to prove that a crime was committed. Uh, and in deeper investigations, we had to complete a form that was called an affidavit of probable cause. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but an affidavit is a probable cause is a kind of a sworn statement made by a police officer in front of a judge that is creating factual justification on why or why not you were arresting this person or why or why not you want to do a search warrant on this home. Why you made the arrest or why you did not make the arrest while the crime was being committed. Was it based on evidence? Was it based on secondhand information? And how do you know that person actually committed that crime? So when you think about that, going into 21 to 22, is there enough evidence to convict you? Is there enough to complete an affidavit of probable cause against you? A factual justification that you're going to work, that you're actually transitioning to a new person. So think about this. When, when police get involved in an event or crime or an investigation, certain laws have to be met. And these laws are, they have to be witnessed. They have to be viewed. They have to be seen. Now, let me give you an example of a probable cause statement against a, a lady. Let's say um, this lady was, was 76 years old. I remember this case well, and I'm going to share it with you just so you can kind of understand. This lady was heading uh, west on, on uh, Southern, right in front of Mesa High School, here in Arizona, one of our local high schools, go Jackrabbits. And as she was traveling, something occurred where she swerved and struck a pole directly in front of the school. Now, this lady got out of her car, right? Police arrived. I arrived. And as I'm talking to her, she is fit as a fiddle. She is having no problem communicate with me. She does not appear to be injured 
or under the influence, but as I got close enough and started talking to her, I could tell she had some slurred speech, and her breath smelled fruity, right? You're like, what the heck? Her breath was fruity. Now, there's two things that cause this, alcohol and um, diabetes, and so I first asked her, hey, do you have diabetes by by any chance? Do you need insulin? And she's like, no, I don't have diabetes. So I said, okay, have you had anything to drink today? And she looked up at me and she's like, yeah, in fact, I, I have. I have had a, a little swig of vodka this morning. I'm like, okay, that may may explain it. I put her through the FSTs and she did not do very well. I placed her in handcuffs because of her occlusive impairment. I went to her car and under the front seat were bottles of vodka. When we tested her blood, she was three times the legal limit. So what made this case probable? What made this case probable cause? Factual justification, right? If you want to use or evidence that a crime was committed. First of all, she was behind the the wheel operating a motor vehicle. She swerved and hit hit a pole. She exited the vehicle on her own. She admitted that she had some alcohol. She failed the test, the field sobriety test, therefore was placed under her arrest. And then we drew her blood and it came back at three times the legal limit. And back at that time, it was 0.10. Uh, for all you old timers, now it's 0.08, I believe, right? So she was at a 0.30. So she was heavily, um, heavily drinking. Now, that was easy. So I ask you, as you as you roll yourself into 2022, I I'm concerned with a couple of things by just making these mental changes. Hey, man, I want to. I want to go down from 220 to 180, or I want to go to the gym every day. I, I want to do all these major changes in my life. But guess what? You haven't done those before. And all of a sudden, you're going to make these amazing mind shift, this physical change. And and please understand, I think you can do it, but I think you need to plan it out. I'm not going to be the guy that will say, hey, you can't do it because I've, I've seen it done time and time again. But there was some planning that went into it. And, and when I talk about planning, I really, really like the Sarah model that we use here in police work. And it's it's a decision-making model, a decision-making tool that incorporates some analysis and research about you. How about doing some research on yourself? How about research the specific problems that are happening in your life? Most importantly, evaluating the effectiveness of what's not working. So this acronym that we use in police work that I've kind of evolved into into my practice is called the SARA model. S-A-R-A, scan, analyze, respond, and assess. Now, if it works in police work, why can't it work in your own life? So scanning is very, very, probably the crux of what we're doing. These are the problems that need to be addressed. For example, let's take let's take some of these areas that are tripping us up. What tripped us up last year? Was it food? Uh, 
inappropriate sex life? Was it work? You work too much? Was it money? Money issues? Was it relationships? Lack of transportation? Man, I could I could go on all day. But the problem is, for example, hey, I want to go to the gym every day, 420, right? You understand the smart, the smart acronym. Make them make those goals measurable, attainable. You know, you you get all that timely. But what I'm saying is let's back up even from there. Let's figure out the issues that needs to be addressed. Because you remember this comment. If nothing changes, nothing changes. If I'm going to keep doing the same thing that I've done year after year and expect a different results, insanity. Okay, so let's do this. Let's do a little scanning. Let's identify, prioritize, and select these problems in our life that need to be dealt with using data that you come up with on yourself. For example, here, here's one. Let's talk about, let's talk about exercise. So, so many times people are like, I'm going to go to the gym every single day for a year. Listen, bro, no, you're not. It's not going to happen. I love the goal, but... It's not going to happen just because you say it's going to happen. That's a problem. So how can you identify, prioritize, and select the problem? Now, maybe it's, maybe it's a foundational issue. Maybe you work. If I'm going to get to the gym at 420 in the morning, I got to make a plan. I got to be able to have the right vehicle to get me there. I got to have my food prepped. I got to have my drink prepped. I got to have my food, food, uh, clothes prepped. I got I to gotta be ready to go. Now, the problem is, I set my alarm at 420. What happens if I miss it? What happens if I miss that alarm? Do I still go to the gym? Or it's like, ah, I missed that window of opportunity. I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm, I, I can't make it. And so what happens is people go to the gym and get excited. They feel good. And they, and they do ridiculous amount of work. And they don't ease into it. And by day three, they can't take a poop because our legs hurt so bad. They can't sit on the toilet and they're like, ah, I'm achy. I feel like I have the flu. I'm going to miss today and I can't do this. So guys, let's check it out. Let's do a little scanning. Let's slow down and identify how about just one thing you want to change this year and prioritize that thing. How are you going to make it work? Too often, I see people put like 10 things they want to change. Listen, you can't even remember 10 things. That's a problem I got. Now, the second part is analyze. This is you're analyzing deeply the cause of this problem, including the underlining causes of lack of involvement. Okay? Analyze why you don't want to get involved why you don't want to do it, or what's happened in the past that has kept you from doing it. Know your laziness. Know you well enough to analyze that. If 420 is unreasonable, if you have never in your life gotten your ass out of bed at 420, why would you make that a goal? That's silliness. You're setting yourself up for failure. That should come up during the scanning process. Analyze this, man, 4.20 too early, but guess what's doable? Six o'clock in the morning, that's doable. If I can get to the gym by 6.30, out by 7.30, that's doable. See what I'm saying? You got to make these measurable. You got to make them obtainable. 
Don't make them so big that they're just out of reach. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not killing your goal. You want to make a million dollars, you get your ass to work. But I'm saying if we can't even do the basic simple stuff, that's where I'm at. Okay? Now, the next part is this response. How do I implement this? How do I implement the problem? How, how, how can I find out what my response should be? How about for one week, I'm going to try to get to the gym. Not try, I'm going to get to the gym. And then after that week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some, I'm going to respond to this, right? For, so for five days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going to get to the gym. Six o'clock in the morning, I'm going to get there. Now, no, without fault, you're there. But now week two, how about we analyze this? How about we we respond to this and say, okay, you know what? Those five days I made it, but the time's not working for me. I had to do this and this to make it work. And that's okay. We're going to do it again, but can we make it easier the next week? Can we eliminate some of those threats? Some of those things that could keep trip us up. Maybe, maybe it's Tuesday, you got a carpool. That's what I got. Actually, I think it's Wednesday, Friday that I carpool. But yeah, so, so let's put that in our schedule, right? So when we think about this, I need to make sure that I can respond appropriately. Just chunk it, right? We talk about chunking on this podcast, little baby steps, little things. Now, the last one is an assessment. The most ignored part of this model It requires assessing and evaluating the impact of your goal. How did it go? We assess it. Where did you fail? Where did you win? And when I say fail, I'm talking about you're still going. You're still getting to the gym, right? But where did you fail if you said you're going to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning? What happened? Now, now. These are just ideas for you to put into place, but I want to go back to this probable cause statement and ask you, is there enough evidence to convict you of change, of being different this year? What are you going to do different to prove that there's factual justification of this change, that you, that there's evidence, real evidence that shows you are changes. Is it physical? Physical change, right? You drop some weight. Is it mental? Mental clarity. You're responding to your kids better. You're more patient. You're more loving. What is it? Are you spiritually closer to God? Do you have a relationship with Him? Do you stem, spend time in meditation? Do you spend time in prayer? What is it that you're doing that convicts you of doing it. Hey man, I hope you enjoy 2022. I hope you're getting into it and you're ready to go. I hope this year is a year that you can chase your vase. Go find something big to chase. I'm telling you it's out there. There are people waiting to help you. I love you. I'll see you soon in 2022. Later.